Welcome to the Faith Community Church Podcast, a ministry of Faith Community Church in South Boston, Virginia. This week, we have a special guest with us to encourage you to deepen your faith in Jesus Christ. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I pronounce my last name, last name Bozier. I've had professors who have asked every single semester, so I just go by Ian. I totally accept that. <laughs> I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to be here this morning. I've been honestly looking forward to this one. Whenever I got my schedule, for some strange reason, the Lord really pricked my heart. And I'm not just saying that because I know you guys are searching. <laughs> I'm saying that because it's the absolute truth. But again, I just want to thank you. The mic, I forgot. So excited, I forgot to turn on this mic. Uh, if you have your Bibles, please open them to Colossians chapter 3. We'll be looking at one, verses 1 through 17. Where is your focus? We all love taking pictures. Some of us, like myself, like taking selfies. Others like to take groupies. You know, you get all of your friends together. We used to do this all the time back home. We'd, we'd go out to eat. I would take a picture of the food. Yes, I was that Instagram poster. Okay, you know, got to get the angle. Everyone's starving. Okay, we got the picture. And then afterwards, either inside the restaurant or outside, depending on the weather, we would take a group picture, and I would be the one to post it. But we all love taking pictures. Some of us, you know, we've got the fancy cameras, the cannons, and others. And when you're trying to get that focus, it makes that weird noise. Sometimes it gets a little annoying while it's scanning. So I just want to take the picture. I don't want to wait. But then when it finally focuses on what you want, whether it's the mountains, the, the snowy trees, or for myself, the sun rises and sunsets. You're like, wow, that's amazing. I'm so happy that I waited that few extra seconds to get the right focus of what I wanted. Now let's bring that thought to our lives today. The world would have us focus on everything that's going on. And it seems our human tendency is to completely get off track not focus on the true meaning of life, which is to live our lives to glorify God and have a relationship with our Lord and Savior. Instead, we get so focused, like myself, we get so focused on everything else that life just becomes blurry. In 2020, we all, we all remember that year. We will never forget that year when everything changed. And I remember when I went home from Liberty, and it was just, you know, I was expecting the 14 days. You know, I believed it. Yeah, I'm going to go home and everything's going to be fine. I, I'm going to be living my life normal. I'm going to be able to be home and just do a class online. And obviously, two years later, that did not happen. <laughs> that, that, that 14 days did not go through. It's going to happen sometime, I promise. I just don't know when. But I remember getting off focus during that time feeling the weight of depression, loneliness. Maybe some of you here have gone through that as well when your eyes are off track and you're trying to focus on God, but the problems and the issues of life are just so, so big in your mind and it's just weighty that it just gets 
you off track and off focus. And you're still going to church on Sundays and you're still going to church on Wednesdays and you're praying, but a lot of the prayers are, why God? Why? And then you might get angry and frustrated and that's okay because our Father wants us to be able to come to Him with our true emotions and ask Him. And you can ask Him to help us to have that focus because the world will gladly tell us to follow your heart. But the Bible says that our heart is deceitfully wicked, not knowing where it wants to go. And it'll focus on one thing, such as, okay, I just need to get that brand new car and then I'm gonna be fulfilled. So that's all your focus on. And then you get the brand new car, but the Jones down the street got a bigger house now. So now, well, now I need to get that bigger house. Or I need to get that PlayStation 5 or that Xbox One. I'm more for PlayStation personally, but I don't judge the Xbox people in the room. <laughs> but we can get off focus that we don't become kingdom set, that we start living like the world. And we'll see here in our text that Paul is talking to believers here in the Colossians, telling them, hey, Where's your focus at? Because your focus is to be on things above. If there's one idea I pray you leave, it's with this. Focusing on heaven helps the Christian to live the fulfilled life we long to have. Focusing on heaven helps the Christian to live the fulfilled life we long to have. Please join me as I read Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, 
in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let us pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship to gather together to hear your word. Lord, I pray you'll open our hearts and our minds towards you. Lord, I pray if there's anyone in this room today who doesn't know your son Jesus as the Lord and Savior, that today would be the day of their salvation. Lord, for any of those who need to be encouraged, I pray to your Lord for encouragement. Lord, for those who need to come back to you, I pray that they would come back to you today. And I pray that you'll just help us to focus on heaven because we know that it'll help us to live that fulfilled life that you've called us to. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. We see here that focusing on heaven reminds us that we are no longer citizens of this world. Therefore, we don't have to follow the philosophies of the world. In chapter 2, Paul writes a lot about not falling into or believing in and obeying the philosophies of, of this world. In fact, Paul calls these philosophies empty, deceitful, and from human traditions. Paul writes in chapter 2, verses 20 through 23, If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Paul here is saying that if we're dead in Christ, meaning if our lives are hidden with Christ, if we are connected to Christ, that the philosophies of this world, they may sound nice, but they're empty. They're deceitful. They're made from human traditions. In fact, if you go into any Barnes & Noble or any other books or bookstores, you'll just see sections and sections. You'll see one section, they call it religion, that's where they put some Christian books. And then everywhere else is philosophy. And it's from every which way and walk of life. And then they put the Bibles in their own section, very much distinct, very much separated. Sometimes when I've walked into some bookstores like Barnes & Noble, I've thought, what if I start putting some Bibles over in these philosophy sections? That, because that's going to be the true wisdom that these people need. The gospel is what they truly need because the gospel is the only way to change. Because it's, we can't change ourselves. We can try, but ultimately we will keep failing. We will keep falling. It's by Christ and Christ alone. Putting our trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, that changes us. According to Paul, those philosophies have no value in the process of us becoming more like Christ each and every day. There are no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. flesh. They are of no value in putting to death the next section of verses that we're going to look at. But when we're kingdom-minded, when we're focusing on heaven, we can realize that no matter what's going on this earth, we're just pilgrims trying to get home. 
we're aliens just trying to make our way home. Heaven is our home, not here. So when you're going through those tough times or you're just seeing the news and you're just seeing what's going on, you can remind yourself, heaven is my home where everything is perfect, where sin is no more, where death is no more, where the grave is no more, where there's no diseases, where there is no wars, where there is no pain and suffering. Heaven is our home, that perfect place where we can be with our Lord forever and ever and ever. Focusing on heaven reminds us that we are no longer citizens of this world. And we don't have to obey the philosophies of this world. But we need to be seeking and setting our minds on heaven. Imagine this, if you will. You're on a date with your significant other, and instead of seeking and setting the time, you know, they're, they're talking to you, and instead of paying attention, you're kind of looking at the TV going on over there, or you're kind of scrolling through your phone, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Pinterest, or any other app that's going on. That's not going to be a good conversation on the way home if it doesn't happen at the restaurant. But if you're married or if you're dating, the point of going out is to be getting to have that time where you're setting apart that time and you're seeking, and you want to know about their day. You want to know how they're really doing. You want to have those real conversations. And it's important to be doing that. And bringing it back into here today as Christians. Focusing on heaven is a necessity for us to be trusting in Christ. Because we're no longer citizens of this world. We follow new rules. We are underneath one king. We are to be living our lives to glorify our Father in heaven. In fact, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, which I definitely challenge you guys to read this week, you can actually see that Jesus is talking about how we are to be living and what's going to be taking place. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 are great chapters if you want to know how to live in that heavenly-minded, that kingdom-focused life that we are called to live. And that will bring you that fulfilling life that we, you long for. Because as I said, this world is going to try and tell us how to fulfill ourselves. What's going to bring us that joy? What's going to bring us that peace? Uh, like that one show, you know, you grab a shirt. If it doesn't bring you joy, you put it away. And if you grab this shirt and it brings you joy, you keep it. Well, as someone who has a whole bunch of t-shirts, I can tell you that all those t-shirts bring me joy until I'm trying to choose a shirt for that day. And then none of them bring me joy for that moment. But it's a necessity to be focusing on heaven because it not only reminds us that we are already no longer citizens of this world, but it also helps us to lay aside our old selves. 
We see that in verses 5 through 9. Focusing on heaven helps us to lay aside our old selves. There's a problem that the Colossians face that we're still seeing today. Christians are still living like the world. In fact, the whole kind of Roman thought was, eat and drink, for tomorrow you die. And I believe today we're still having that. Our flesh still wants us to live that eat, drink, do whatever you want, make yourself happy, YOLO type of life. Because tomorrow you could die. And while I'm not saying get rid of all, in, all the enjoyments of, of this world, all the things that you love to do, like hiking, playing video games, hanging out with friends, family members, texting people, but my question to you is, are you focusing on heaven? Are you spending time with your Father in heaven, having that personal time, that quiet time, that be still and know time daily? Because our physical body, according to Paul, is dead to sin. We are new creatures, or new men, or new women, when you put your trust in Christ. And we see that clearly the Colossians were still kind of trying to learn that. And he talks about these big sins, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. But then he also talks about putting away anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. And not, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. And that can only be done by first having that relationship in heaven. And secondly, it can be done by focusing on heaven. Trusting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If, I challenge you guys this week to also maybe try and read Romans chapter 6, which Paul really dives in, and he talks about the importance of putting the old man to death. Because Christians nowadays, it seems, you know, we decide, okay, you know, we're Christians, God is graceful, God's given us this mercy, He's given us this grace, I can kind of live how I want to live. And Paul says, no, you don't get to live that way. The old man is dead now. You are a brand new man or woman and a brand new creature. If you've trusted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I've been reading through the book of Acts this past week. And what I, one thing that I saw was when the Gentiles were coming to know Christ, and they had that big meeting over in Antioch. You know, should we circumcise them? Should we not circumcise them? They decided, no, circumcision doesn't lead you to heaven. These Gentiles don't have to do that. But they have to put off their old selves. They have to put off that sexual immorality. They have to put off eating those things with blood in it. They have to put off their old man. And I know nowadays, especially in our culture, that's difficult because the whole culture, you don't really want to be the fish swimming upstream with everyone else swimming that way. And at times, you're going to fall and fail, but that's okay because we have a Father in heaven who will forgive you. 
And all you got to do is repent or turn away from that sin and keep swimming upstream against the culture. Going back to that dating example, it's like you and your significant other are going to choose an outfit that matches, and then you decide, you know what, I don't want to wear that at the last minute. You said it multiple times, yep, we're going to be in full agreement, but this is what we're going to do. And then at that last minute, you decide to walk out and you're in a completely different outfit that completely clashes with your significant others. That's not going to go well. But yet, as Christians, are our talking and our walking the same thing? Or are they too different? Or is your Sunday lifestyle here of worship, your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday lifestyle? And I have to ask myself that same question as well. Is what I say and what I read and what I do on Sunday the same throughout the rest of the week? Or is it just on Sunday and then on Wednesday and then maybe every once in a while for a, a men or women's Bible study, whichever one you guys go to? Or is it just on Sunday, punch the clock? Okay, I'm in here. I'm in the nice outfit. I got my Bible. I'm taking notes. I'm paying attention. I'm singing the worship songs. And then the moment around noontime comes, the moment you hit your car, the old man or the old woman comes out. And not old as in age. I just want to say that. Old as in the old ways. But if we want to live that truly fulfilled life, then we need to be focusing on heaven, for it's our home. And putting off the old man will help us get used to living the new way that we're going to be living for all eternity. Our sin nature is not going to be there in heaven anymore. Amen? And maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're thinking, I just need an accountability partner. That's, that's a good thing. In fact, I, I agree with having an accountability partner. Someone, a fellow Christian especially, someone who will check in. Hey, how, you, how are you doing? How's your Bible reading going? How is your prayer life going? Have you witnessed anyone? Uh, this past Thursday, we were actually at a Bible study, and one person brought up how this brand new believer uh, she, this, within this one year she evangelized to seven people and here we are, we're all Christians we've all been Christians for all of our lives and we're all sitting there going have I done that? have I told seven people about the Lord? have I actually had one-on-one -on -one conversations with them? have I led anyone to Christ? or at least tried to I didn't like looking in the mirror on Thursday let me tell you that, that Thursday night looking in the mirror I was like wow And like I said, at times we are going to fall. But we can repent. We can turn back to Jesus. And he will forgive you. But for us, focusing on heaven not only helps us to lay aside our old selves, 
but it also allows us to be renewed to true knowledge, to have that new man or new woman as we're called to live by. We, we finally get to live the transformed life, the life that we all long for. We want to live that fulfilled life. Focusing on heaven helps us to live that life. The problem that was taking place, just like it does in this letter, is that Christians were filling their minds up with philosophies from this world, not the scriptures. Focusing on me instead of we. Focusing on how can I better myself? What can I do for me? Not, hey, how can I love the Lord my God and love my neighbor as myself and loving one another? The solution to this problem is that Christians are to fill their minds with the truth because we still have our old nature that's going to want to live the way that we want to live. It's going to be a daily battle. Paul writes that I die daily. Not I died that one time when I was first became a Christian and now I'm living the perfect life. It's I die daily. And that's hard. That's difficult. But that's why getting into the scriptures is so important. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, and what is acceptable and perfect. This can only be done by renewing our minds, which is done by studying the scriptures, praying, having fellowship with other believers throughout the week, talking to one another, praying for one another, asking God daily to help you to renew your mind and transform and be kingdom focused. And maybe you're here this morning and you don't have a personal relationship with Christ. Maybe you've been going to church for years. I did. I was, in, I was 13 when I became to know Christ, but from like, when, when I, before I was born, all the way to 13 years old, I thought I was going to heaven. I was going to church on Sundays. I was going to Wednesday nights. And my parents, who were older than me, they said, they had the exact same thought, hey, we're going to church every Sunday. Of course I'm going into heaven. Everyone goes to heaven. You believe in God? Good. That's just the punch card right there. That's what we always thought. And then maybe there's some of you here today, this is the first time you're going to hear this, that Jesus died for you, for your sins. And you may say, wait a minute, I'm a, I'm a terrible sinner. Paul, the apostle who wrote this letter, says he's the chief of sinners here. 
He persecuted Christians. The thief on the cross, who there was no way he was going to be able to do enough good works, came to know Jesus that day by putting his trust in him. So maybe you're here this morning and you haven't made that decision to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And all you have to do is accept that you're a sinner. Believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And confess with your mouth that he is Lord and you will be saved today. And maybe there's some of you here who may be worried about your bills, what you will be eating, what you'll be wearing, where you'll be living, which are all good things to worry about. But just how Paul says for us to focus on heaven helps us to change our stinking thinking. We need to be focused on heaven because Jesus says, See, you must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. But how can we do this? Here are three ways that this can be done. Prayer, studying the scriptures, and meeting with other believers, praying with them, talking to them about what they've learned, encouraging one another, building each other up. My question to you is this. Where in your daily schedule can you put this time, this quiet time with the Lord if you have not done this yet? And if you have done this, I encourage you to keep doing it because you're not wasting any time when you're spending time with our Lord and Savior. I pray as you leave here, before you leave here, if you have not trusted Christ, please come and talk to me. Please come and talk to one of the deacons or someone who brought you here. Because they will gladly lead you to our Lord who loves you, who died on the cross for your sins. And maybe you're here today and you've come to realize, wow, I really haven't been focusing on heaven. I pray that today will be the day that you will make that decision. Let us pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day and this time. I just thank you for the fact that we're able to come to you at any moment. And Lord, you are always listening to us. I pray, dear Lord, that if there is anyone here who doesn't know your son Jesus, that today would be the day that they will know that they are loved by you, that you will forgive them of all that they have done, and that you want to have a personal relationship with them. And Lord, I pray, dear Lord, for the believers here, that you'll help us to focus on heaven because it helps us to live that fulfilled life that we long to have. And in Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about Faith Community Church, you can find us online at fccsobo.org or on our Facebook page by searching Faith Community Church. As always, God loves you, we love you, and we hope you have a wonderful week.